BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. That is me. I'm Peyton Sarton. What's up? So today I wanted to do a whole episode about me deciding to move out of Los Angeles, the place that I've spent the greater part of my 20s so far, a place that I was really intensely drawn to out of, right out of college that I feel was the perfect place to become the best version of myself, for me at least. So instead of getting into like the normal life update, I guess like we'll just get right into this because this is my life update. I told you guys last week, or I guess at the beginning of this week, via YouTube video announced that I am leaving Los Angeles and I am moving in with a man for the first time in my life. There's a lot to unpack here. I'm feeling all of the feelings and some of you guys had questions for me both on the YouTube video and in my DMs. So we're going to talk about those a little bit and I'll kind of just explain why I'm leaving Los Angeles as well as some things that I've learned about life living here in LA for the past five and a half years now. Joe and I have been dating for a year and a half. Him and I are, uh, I mean, he's 28 and I actually turned 28 next month and we just feel like it's time to take that step in our relationship. We have lived either completely across the entire country or halfway across the country from each other since we started dating. And every time I see him, which is usually about once a month, sometimes if we're lucky a little bit more, um, I'll go and stay with him for like a week or he'll come here and stay with me for that long as well. So we just think it's really important that at our age and in order to decide like if we're going to move forward from this point in our relationship that we, you know, move in together and kind of have that relationship on a day to day basis. I always told him and I've told you all this too, like I don't need to like stick to a very specific timeline when it comes to relationships, but I was very clear with him when we first started dating that like I would never consider truly like making meaningful steps in the relationship, like getting engaged and talking about like, you know, marriage, obviously after engagement, things like that until we live together for like a significant amount of time, because I just like feel like that's the best way to kind of sort out who a person is, like what their daily habits are. Do we match and do we mesh up for day-to-day -day life? Because it's one thing like 100% I'm in love with him. I'm still giddy around him. I I really respect him. Um, I just love who he is as a person. Obviously, we have this like very, very unique chemistry that I really appreciate that I've never had with anybody else. And I'm I'm so in love, right? But also logistically speaking, like when you move forward and you join with someone legally, 
like if you get married to them or something like there's a lot more that goes into that in my opinion than just like chemistry and spark and like having this like loving relationship together we need to make sure that we work on a day-to-day basis so that was kind of like the reasoning behind the moving in also i will say like because we've been long distance for so long in the beginning it was it wasn't easy but it was just like the best way for me as a very like hyper independent person, not independent. Okay. Hyper independent out of like fear of depending on people. I needed long distance in the beginning because truly my whole pattern was like, if someone was too in my business or things got too real too fast, I would like get really spooked and run like so fast (laughs) away. So the long distance was really helpful in the beginning. Now, after a year and a half, I'm like, it's just so painful, right? It's painful and just like in a sad, depressing way. And the more that I've gotten to know him and the more that I've fallen in love with him over the course of the last year and a half, it's gotten more and more difficult. So I'm no longer spooked (laughs) so far. And we just think it's the time to move in together. But now we're, we're moving to the subject of his job. So many of you know, if you're listening to this, you probably know Joe plays major league baseball. And so his job is kind of strange because it requires like so much commitment for like eight months out of the year. And then four months out of the year, he has his off season and there's so many different moving parts because he's got to be in one city to play, but uh, he doesn't want to live in that city in the off season. And then he's got to be in Florida for two months out of the year before the season starts when they're playing for that, for for the spring training and for the season, that's a total of eight months. And they're literally working every single day and dating him and seeing that on the back end as the person who's dating him and just kind of understanding major league baseball schedule a little bit more. It's so much commitment. So we've decided that it's just going to be better if I move obviously to him because of the nature of my job being so flexible. I'm definitely ready to take the step in my life. I don't think I would be able to leave LA sooner than I you know, then sooner than right now, I, I still be very sad, but I've kind of had an inkling and an itch to have a new adventure anyways. And I think if I was single, I probably would be moving uh, outside of LA because five and a half years is just a long year, a long time to be here. And I love it so much. And we'll get into that in a second, but uh, it's definitely time for a new adventure. I'm just like itching for something new. So this is coming at a good time. So basically because there's some, there's just moving parts to like how often we're going to be moving and, you know, where we're going to live in the off season, what's going on for spring training. I'll just give you guys a little look into the schedule that's coming, you know, for us for the next year. So I am moving. My moving day is December 2nd. I believe they're coming. The movers are coming and they're going to bring my stuff to our off season location. So we will not be living in Washington, DC where he plays uh, for the off season. We're just going to only live there during the season. So from December to April, we have a lease somewhere else, which I will share coming up here pretty soon. Uh, We're leasing an apartment in the near future. I think we're going to have more of a permanent residence in this city, but right now we're just leasing and um, I will be moving there in December. So because we have to live somewhere specific for his job during the season, I was you know, really the influence on the place we're living in the off season, just out of compromises sake. So releasing somewhere and that lease is going to be up in April, but actually Joe is going to be living in Palm beach, Florida from February 
like February and March. So we will have December, January, and a, a portion of February together in our off-season location. And then he's going to go to Florida. Just because I don't want to move, you know, four times a year, <laughs> every year, uh, I'm actually not going to go join him to live in Florida. I will remain in our off-season location that I'm going to share later. And I will visit him in Florida for the two months that he's there, probably once or twice. And... Um, just to make my life easier and my job easier. Uh, that's how that's going to work. And then in April, we will both move to DC, such as the plan. He plays for the Washington nationals in DC. So we'll, we will be there during the season, which is from April to about October. And then October through the end of the year, we'll be back in our off season location. So there's a lot of moving parts. Again, like I said, like when we move to DC, we'll have to do a short-term lease. We'll have to rent furniture. The place that we just got in our off-season location, we you know signed a short-term lease. We are renting furniture. So it's going to be a lot of moving. It's going to be a lot of short-term leases. It's going to be a lot of you know living in a house with furniture that's not my own. Joe, even like when he's in season, he rents everything like down to like the silverware and like sheets and towels. Um, he just moves into an apartment for the six months. And when he moves in there, everything is set up for him. And that's how it goes. So I'm gonna have to get used to that for sure. He's been living out of a suitcase essentially for the past like five years of his life. So I'm gonna have to, you know, figure out how I'm gonna do that. But I think it's gonna be a really exciting time. And I think that this is gonna be a really exciting just adventure. Like I'm really pumped about it. It's also really nerve wracking, but I'm really excited. So one thing I wanted to talk about this episode for sure, because I've gotten a number of questions in my DMs about maintaining independence while you're in a relationship. And I think a lot of times, like if I say, not only I'm moving in with a man, but I'm moving in with a man and I have to be basing some of my life on his schedule. I think a lot of women, especially the ones that follow me and are used to me being very independent are like, wait, what are you doing? Like, this wasn't a part of your plan. And like, just kind of like trying to check me on like, you know, if I've become someone I'm, I'm not, here's the thing about that. So I have, and I've spoken to my therapist at length about this. I have a problem, honestly, with hyper independence. So it's not really in my nature to ever be a person that's not an independent, not only thinker, but just like someone who loves to be self-sufficient. I gain a lot of pleasure from being able to take care of myself. I always have, like since I was really young to the point that if my mother, if I ask her to do something for me for a favor, she is elated. She is so excited. And she's like, I can't believe, oh my God, you're going to let me do something for you. Like she's like, freaking ready to go. She's so pumped because it's just not in my nature to be someone who even asks people for help or asks people for things. Like it makes me want to throw up just thinking about it. And the feeling of being dependent upon someone makes me highly uncomfortable. And this is not a healthy level of independence that I have. This is hyper independence and it makes me self-isolate and it makes me really, really afraid. And it's coming from a place of fear. So no one's got to worry about my independence level. I actually need to knock her down a couple notches. And I'm now, and with this move, trying to teach myself that I can depend on people that I have very specifically and logically put in my life that I do trust. 
I, I can depend on them. That's what I'm working on. I'm working more on allowing people the space to show up for me because that's really important in relationships with anybody, but especially like a romantic relationship like I have with Joe, I have to allow him the space to take care of me in certain ways, just like I want to take care of him in certain ways. And I think that's really important for a relationship. So for me, I mean, there's not going to be a lack of independence. Uh, it's just like literally never going to happen in my life to the point where I wish it would happen sometimes, <laughs> but it's just not who I am. Right. So moving with a man doesn't mean you like are forfeiting all of your independence. And a lot of people pointed out in my DMS recently that finding a partner who values your independence and doesn't try to take that away from you and doesn't try to change you anyway is key for people like me. And I found that in Joe for sure. He's also very independent. He has been for quite a while now as well. So the trust that we have for each other and the ways that we allow each other to depend on each other, it's a work in progress for both of us. And this is a huge step for both of us when it comes to that too. So for me, independence is my comfort zone. Hyper-independence is where I feel the most safe. And me moving in with Joe and me trying to teach myself to unload some of that and kind of be a little bit more dependent on him for X, Y, and Z things and allow him to show up for me in those ways, that's the thing that I need to work on. That's the thing that challenges me and makes me really uncomfortable. Uh, again, I don't know how many times I can say I will never be fully dependent dependent on someone like that. It's just like, I, I can't even like fathom that as an option. Like it just doesn't, it's not going to happen. And I think that being with a baseball player, someone with his schedule is actually a really easy way to maintain independence because of how time consuming his schedule is, because that means I'm going to have a ton of free time for myself, which I really love. I think sometimes, um, I've noticed, especially in the baseball world with uh, wives and girlfriends of athletes and who guys who play major league, minor league baseball, like those women spend a lot of time alone. They spend a lot of time if they have children, like taking care of the kids, the guys off, the man is off, you know, making money and doing these things X, Y, and Z for the family. And they're a lot of times at home or they have jobs as well. And they're at home by themselves, like taking care of a household while the, the man is out playing baseball and, you know, generating income for the family. These women are with men. And a lot of the times, whether they have a job or not, are so independent and so self-sufficient, even though I know it appears like they are like housewives or something. Like, I, I feel like that gets a bad rap because they actually are like, Housewives are incredibly independent people. They're taking care of the whole household. And especially when you're, you have a husband or a boyfriend who has a job where he's gone all the time, like you're on your own. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I have a lot of respect for the women um, who date men like this that I didn't really realize until I started dating someone like this. You know, I'm always going to have my career and my job. It's just something that I've worked really hard for and I, that I love so much. It might change uh, in the future. And it is going to change regardless. I feel like it's kind of fun to dabble in other things and um, we'll see how that goes for me. But independence, certainly not going to be a problem. And Joe really, really respects and admires that I am a very independent person. So moving it together doesn't mean you're going to like lose your, <laughs> lose who you are and like lose yourself in this other person. Like it's just not going to happen. I think the healthiest relationship happened when two people who are independent learn how to depend on each other and trust each other for certain things, but also remain independent in a lot of ways and have their own lives. That's just like, 
I feel like that's really good relationship practice. So some tangible ways that I am going to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and making sure that I'm getting my alone time and things like that, uh, because some of you have asked for that, um, ways to kind of implement, implement these ideas into your own relationship. Some ways that I already can foresee for myself, I have to take time every single day for myself. Like if I was around Joe from morning to evening time, we're sleeping in the same exact bed every night, like I'm going to need my alone time, whether that's going to get coffee by myself, sitting out at a cafe and working because I work all day too. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be easy to be like distance from him during the day. And I think this is going to be great for relationship longevity. Um, not only, you know, when we're in our even off season location, he does have to go work out every day and it takes him a couple hours to do that. So he's out of the house, uh, I will be actively leaving the house to work and things like that and just kind of getting my to-do list done. I think that most of the time, because I, I'm single and I have been single this whole time, I'm not single right now, but as a, like living as a single woman by myself, like doing a lot of things by myself, working, being my own boss by myself, I find that I work manically like crazy all the time because if I find myself sitting at home like and I have any free time, I fill it with work. And I think that this is going to offer me some balance in that sense. Like I'm going to go and get my work done and the hours I need to get it done. And then I'm going to be able to come home and have a person at home who kind of one is going to be annoyed if I'm just like working 24 hours a day, like I do currently. And two, like someone I actually do want to spend time with and like cook with and watch TV and like do coupley things together that you do when you're living with someone with a partner. So I think it's going to offer me a lot of balance in that sense. But yeah, definitely working outside of the house is going to be one way, obviously, to have my alone time. I also work out. I like to work out and go like workout classes by myself. I don't really even go with like friends or anything. So that's my time to spend alone. I'm definitely not like a workout with Joe kind of person, though. I have been telling him I've, I've been doing like the reformer Pilates and he's like really wants to go with me. And I'm kind of looking at him like side eyeing him like, um, I did invite you to go to reformer Pilates with me actually. Cause that's like kind of my thing, but I'm sure he might be freaking crashing some of my self dates when I'm going to work out, but we'll keep those to a minimum. I still, obviously, if you guys have been around here since the kind of taking yourself on dates episode, I will be doing a lot of that. I will be taking myself to dinners again with his schedule. Like he's gone a lot of the time. So like, let's say it's during the season. There's a time at the beginning of the season that he plays like in four cities, like back to back to back. So they start in New York and you bet your ass. I am hopping on the train from DC to New York, going with the team and going with Joe. And then when they leave New York, I'll just stay there for two weeks. <laughs> and that's a lot of independence. I'll be in my favorite city for two weeks by myself. The first little bit of it will be me staying at the team hotel and just chilling there with my boyfriend. And then we'll be catching whatever game he's playing in. That sounds like my heaven on earth question mark. And then I'll, I'll train back to DC and meet him there when he comes back. Like, the self adventures, the dates, the little solo trips, they're going to be honestly unmatched. Probably more often I will do them than I do them now. So that's going to be wonderful. Also, just like having alone time in the house. I mean, Joe knows or in the apartment, Joe knows that like I need my space. So like me being like, hey, I need to like stay in the room and you need to go in the living room for a second. That's like not going to offend him, you know. So there'll be certain ways we're keeping to ourselves. There'll be certain ways that we're drawing those boundaries that we both kind of want to have our alone time and time to do the things that we like 
without each other just like up in our face, which again is going to be great because ideally you flourish in a relationship and you go on to do things later, like get married and have kids and stay together for a long time. There's no rush to spend every, every second together. You know what I mean? Like I'm in no rush to be attached to him all the time. You know what I mean? One thing that also brings me a lot of peace about this move is that though we kind of have to follow around, not really follow around, but kind of cater towards his career a lot, just because again, I really can do my job from anywhere and I can actually document being a part of his life and you creating this life together as my job. It's a very unique job. So I feel like sometimes it seems like the wife or girlfriend of an athlete in the sense people think that I'm kind of giving up part of my life to be with him. Joe is very easy to compromise with. And he realizes that he's asking a lot of someone like he doesn't expect that he doesn't expect me to come chase him around do all these things. And he's very appreciative of that. And he has been so willing when it comes to where we live in the off season and just various other parts of that, that I will share, you know, in the next couple of months, he has been very easy to compromise with and has thought of me through making all of these decisions. Uh, we are moving somewhere in the off season that is going to make sense and hopefully set us up for a better financial future. So we can live out our dreams and um, start out a life together that we're just being smart about. And, Basically, we talked about moving a couple different places to make that happen. And at the end of the day, I was the one that chose where we're going to live. And I have made a lot of decisions on our behalf when it comes to things like that. So he's also been, he's just been very open to it. And I really appreciate that about him because he does acknowledge that like, you know, hey, we do have to live in a city uh, where my job is going to be at the forefront of a lot of things and a lot of the things that we're doing. So he wants to make sure that I'm comfortable and I feel like I have as much of a say as possible. And I feel like we're compromising in a lot of very productive ways, which I think is really important moving forward because it's not all about him. And one thing that I do want to note here is a lot of the reason that we're moving and that I'm, I am happy to change my life up a little bit and go somewhere that I honestly never thought I'd live. I didn't really think I'd live in DC really to cater more to his job is the fact that I do see a future with this person. And while we're building it, we need to be smart. And right now he makes more money than I do. So it makes sense that while he has to be in one place for his job and while he makes the bulk of the income and pays for the bulk of the things. And my job is so flexible. Like I don't have to be in one specific place. It makes sense for me to move with him for this period of time. Baseball doesn't last forever. It honestly doesn't last a whole lot of time in general. I mean, athletes don't have the longest careers ever, that's for sure. So this isn't a forever thing for sure. But while it's happening, while he's playing baseball, while he has this amazing opportunity to make really, really good money doing something that he likes, I'm happy to be with him and also commit to that cause for the sake of our future together as a whole. And there might be times in our lives we've acknowledged that like, maybe I ask him, Hey, I really got to commit to my cause now and we got to do this and we got to do what I want to do because I'm making a lot of money doing X, Y, and Z. And he is 100% willing to, to buy into that as well. So it's just about like the support and what makes sense 
as a whole and as a unit because we really look at each other and look at our relationship as a team. So we just have to decide what's best for our, you know, little team. So I've really appreciated his ability to compromise with me. And I've really been practicing and working on my ability to compromise with him for the sake of us together, which is just a whole new way of looking at life for me, because y'all know I love being single. I love the single girl mentality. The way that I think naturally is just that way. So starting to make decisions from like more of a team mentality has been a challenge for me. At the end of the day, there's always space that anything could happen. We could definitely break up. I mean, that happens to couples all the time, but I'm going to do my best now as a part of this team to make it work. And, you know, when it stops working, it stops working. I I just want to be able to say, and he just wants to be able to say that we gave it our all and that we really tried to build something smart and wrought with compromise and empowering for both parties together. A little more on our off-season location. It is one of the, like the smarter places that we could move. I had y'all guess and everyone was um, guessing like definitely San Diego. That's somewhere we want to live in the future for sure. Um, that was a huge, uh, that was one of the main guesses. New York was obviously one of the main guesses. That's one of mine and Joe's favorite cities. Some Texas cities were on there, Dallas, Austin, very smart places to live. Arizona, Florida was on there as well. So you guys are, you guys are getting there definitely, but we are going to live somewhere where we can really start building out our lives and hopefully we can start like a nice foundation for the future for ourselves. And in regards to moving to DC, I'm actually like pretty excited about it. One, the proximity to New York city, duh, my favorite city in the world, New York city. And two, I was actually in, you know, visiting Joe this whole last year there, I have been really pleasantly surprised with Washington, D.C. I like it a lot. One thing I'm not looking forward to is like finding a new place to live in D.C. every year. <laughs> that's going to be annoying. Um, and filling it with rental furniture every year and paying for all of that stuff because that's expensive. But I am excited for a new adventure and kind of excited that it's a city that I never saw myself living in. Uh, I also have a degree in political science. That's what I went to school for. So I'm like, hmm, what if I just like dabbled in something else? But I don't know. That's me. I already have 10 jobs and I'm like trying to add a new job on. <laughs> like start working for the government. Are you kidding? <laughs> but I don't know. It could be kind of fun. I think it's interesting because DC reminds me a lot of LA in a very weird way because LA, it's all about like the entertainment world and like, you know, has historically been a lot about Hollywood and the whole like Hollywood machine thing. And it's a very like, it feels like a theme city, right? You, you come to LA and it's just like Hollywood themed, right? And there's so much bullshit that goes on with Hollywood, but it's also so exciting and fun and just like such a huge cultural impact, like not only in the US, but like around the world, people consume the media and everything that's created here, like in Los Angeles, like all the time. And whether that's a good or bad thing, I'm not saying it's like an inherently good thing or inherently bad thing. I'm just saying like it, it's definitely an iconic place, right? And I feel that way about DC, but with politics. And it has like the same kind of Hollywood vibes. Like it feels like a theme, right? That's the theme of this city is just like American politics. And there's the drama, there's the intrigue, there's the bullshit about it. It's very similar. So, and you know what? Iconic. <laughs> Whether it's good or bad, it's pretty iconic, I will say. It causes a stir internationally, if you will, um, the things that go down there. So 
on top of that, yes, on top of the politics part of everything and that whole piece, DC is actually just a really fucking cool city. I've always enjoyed going to the games there, all of the games, not only the baseball games. Um, I think the the culture there is a very unique culture and there's great food. It's a really cute place. Obviously there's like more of like the government side of things and the beautiful clean as fuck buildings, like all of that stuff. And then there's just like the, the neighborhoods that actually house really interesting people uh, with really interesting stories. And I think it's going to be a really interesting and fun city to explore. Uh, I also really love the surrounding areas, as I've like said a gazillion times via vlog and like on social media. I love Old Town Alexandria. I want to find a place to live there so badly. And I just want to like take the little ferry over to uh, the wharf or like into Georgetown and just like live my life, like taking that freaking ferry from Old Town Alexandria. That's how I'm picturing my DC life going. But I, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a whole different adventure. And I, I really like the city. So that's lucky because there could be a lot worse places that he's playing that I have to go to. So I'm feeling lucky that the place that we're moving is DC for the season. And also being there when it's not cold is just an added bonus for me because I can do heat and DC gets freaking hot and humid and I can do heat and humidity. I'm totally comfortable with that. So from April to October, we're going to have like the spring, summer, fall moment. And I am a okay with that one. If I was being asked to live in Washington, DC in the winter time, I might, just, you know, have to end it there. <laughs> I'm only kind of kidding. That sounds fucking miserable. So I'm really pumped that we'll be living in DC and like the summertime, it's going to be fun. It's going to be sweaty. It's going to be humid. I haven't had a hot, sweaty, humid summer since I left Texas at 22 years old. So I'm ready. I, that's the summers I'm used to. Okay. So some notes on Los Angeles while we're at, while we're talking about cities, I feel like when people leave LA, they have a lot of shit to say about it that's, like, bad. But that's a standard. People are like, here's why I'm leaving L.A. And then they, like, just, like, go down this, like, list of just, like, things they hate about Los Angeles. I don't feel that way. Okay? I don't trust people who feel that way because I'm literally like, okay, so, you know, tell me you tried to be famous without doing any work without telling me you tried to be famous without doing any work. Right? Or tell me you tried to date insert X celebrity here, or reality TV star here without telling me you try to date, insert reality TV star here. Like it's always the people who wanted to move here and like get famous on Instagram for like immediately without really doing that much work, who wanted to be like hanging out in the Hollywood Hills all the time and going to the parties and hanging out with all the celebrities. It's always those people that are like, ew, uh, LA sucks. Like everyone's so toxic there. I'm like, yeah, because you were being toxic and you were surrounding yourself by toxic people. That's how that works. You know what I mean? LA has like 10 million people in it. Not all of them are toxic. Not all of them are connected with Hollywood and, and influencer shit. You know what I mean? While it is a huge industry here, like there are plenty of people here doing some really cool stuff from like, you know, finance. One of my good girlfriends is in finance right now. There's people who do work in Hollywood and production that are doing really cool things with their lives. I mean, I have friends who work in just like sales positions, like they're just like living normal lives and they love living in Los Angeles. So a lot of the times, again, when you get these like 
people who are explaining how toxic it is, it's literally because they put themselves in toxic environments. And I know because I've been in toxic environments here before. They exist for sure, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> and I noticed that. Also, I think people move here and think that you move to LA and you like become famous and successful for some reason without realizing that like everyone that moves here who has that dream which is a ton of people, by the way, they get here and then you realize you have to be talented. So that knocks out some people, right? And not only do you have to be talented and whatever it is that you do, everyone is talented. So now that's not special anymore. So now you have to work harder than everyone else. Well, everyone works hard or you have to leave because you can't afford to live here because it's fucking expensive. So you get into this like hamster wheel of living where you're just like trying to grind all the time. It's been very beneficial for my career because I was willing to move here and do some of the toxic stuff and do some of the party stuff, but I've worked my fucking ass off. I'm good at what I do. Yes, but I'm not the best by any means, by any stretch of the imagination, but I work so fucking hard and I'm willing to sacrifice a lot of just like normal life things to make this job work and to use the city of Los Angeles like a tool. That's what it is. It's a tool if you use it properly. It's very intimidating. The city has challenged me in so many different ways, not only work-wise, but just like as a human being. It's opened my eyes to a lot of things that made me, you know, initially very uncomfortable. I've learned a lot about different kinds of people that I would have never known had I stayed in Texas and lived around a very similar kind of person that I grew up to or grew up with from like middle school, high school and going into college and stuff. It has made me really uncomfortable. It's made me really lonely and challenged. And that's the reasons I love it. Like it's transformative to live in a place that challenges you. Things don't need to be good and easy all the time. I don't want things to be good and easy all the time. That's why I moved to Los Angeles. I do like things to be sunny all the time though. So that's another reason why I moved to Los Angeles. I think also because the weather is so good here. I know it's a cliche, but like it's that way for a reason. It's literally sunny all the fucking time. Lately, it's been a little bit foggy in the mornings and we've had like a tiny bit of rain, which is rare, but overall you just wake up and it's sunny outside, which makes one, my job super easy, just in case I need to shoot anything or get anything done. Two, it makes me really productive because I want to get up and get out and like do things when it's sunny outside. And three, I forget that not everywhere is like that because I Honestly, I've started taking it for granted here because you don't even notice that it's sunny and amazing all the time because it just is. And then it takes me leaving, going other places. And I'm like, holy shit, why is it raining for four days? Why is it gloomy all the time? I am a person who is prone to depression. <laughs> so living in LA has been sometimes triggering for that. But a lot of the time, this the steady sunrise is great. The steady blue sky is like really helpful for my depression, honestly. So I'm a little bit nervous about moving somewhere, especially when like DC, half the time I visited DC, it was like raining every single day. I'm like, um, mm, we'll cross this bridge when we come to it. We'll see how I handle that one. So leaving LA, I am sad, but I think it's my time, you know, regardless if I was in a, if I was in a relationship or if I was single, whatever it is, it's my time. I think I'm being now called elsewhere. And I have been feeling that for the past, you know, year or so, I will say, I definitely have like an intuitive feeling that it's time to like start a new thing. And I am definitely someone who listens to feelings like that. And 
I'm just really excited that I get to start something new with someone that I do trust and that I do love. And I think it's going to be a really interesting adventure because another whole layer to this is like, I could be single and move to New York and that would be a crazy adventure for me because I love New York, but I've been single and moved to a big city before that I didn't really know anyone in. That's what I did in LA. And I love that feeling. I think it's kind of like addicting because it's like, it's exciting. But at the end of the day, I think the most challenging thing I could do right now, the most challenging decision I could make right now is moving in with Joe. That's the decision that makes me the most nervous and knocks me out of my comfort zone the furthest. And that's the reason that decision is being made because I think moving to New York would be wonderful and amazing for me, but it's not the thing that's going to challenge me the most right now. So I'm appreciative that I've been able to recognize that. And I'm appreciative that I can go this route. That's just a little bit more scary to me because it's a little bit more outside of my wheelhouse, right? Like I moving to New York would be so crazy and different in a lot of ways. But again, I moved out to LA at 22 years old, barely knowing a single person on my journey to start my career for myself in a city like Los Angeles at 22 years old. Like I was just like, let's fucking go, let's do this. And that feeling and that decision is probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Like, I think there might be one other decision in my life that I've made to this point that did. And that wasn't even my decision. It was the decision of my parents. It was to send me to this really amazing school that I actually really loved in middle school and high school behind that decision and my education (laughs) there, this decision to move to LA and build this life for myself out of literally nothing, um, has been, the best decision I have ever made. And I'm so happy that I was able to do this. And I, I, if you guys, if any of you have some kind of intuitive pull to do something similar or really anything, one, make sure it's your intuition and not your anxiety. <laughs> Cause sometimes it's harder. It's hard to tell a difference, but if you have that craving to do something like that, do it and fucking commit and go for it and stick to it because it has been transformative. And I'm so thankful to Los Angeles for being the place that gave me the freedom to find out who I am and what I've made, I'm made of in all these different ways. And I think LA has shown me what it has needed to show me about myself, the good and the bad and the ugly. I feel like I've learned so much and It really, again, is the place that's given me so much freedom to find out who that person is without the influence of family and friends and just kind of like that culture I come from in a very specific part of Texas and a very specific group of private school country club people, you know, at the later end of my childhood. In the beginning, we were military people, and that was very different, (laughs) let me tell you. But growing up with all of the opinions and all of the quote ways you're supposed to be and all of the stupid shit that goes along with that very specific upbringing. I got to toss that all away and be so free here in LA, you know, not to mention, I mean, people and people where I'm from definitely looked at me and still look at me like I'm a fucking idiot or like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life or whatever it is like a mess or whatever it is that they say about me at this point. (laughs) I don't really know the narratives changed so much since I was like in middle school, but Distancing myself from that and freeing myself from a bunch of people who, at least in my opinion and in my experience, think very similarly and being able to be at a place like L.A. where everyone is so different, 
not only from that, but from each other here. Like there's so many different kinds of people here just coexisting together. And that just really showed me what freedom of self is in a lot of ways. And the fact that no one's really up your ass here about what you're doing. Like you're kind of on your own in a lot of ways that gave me a lot of freedom. So I'm just really appreciative to my time here. And I'm really proud of myself for making this decision to one, come here and, uh, making the consistent decision to, you know, commit to living in a city like this and commit to myself and build something that I really love and, um, sit through all of those uncomfortable times when all my friends were together in Texas doing stuff. And my family was together in Texas doing things. And I was committed to something, um, even though I felt a little bit sad sometimes or lonely or whatever it is, the, f- the highs of living here and the things I've gotten from it far outweigh anything negative that I felt uh, in this city. And I'm so, 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 so beyond thankful for that. And if you guys have, if you're like me and you crave that and you have like a sense of adventure and like you just feel like you need freedom and space to become yourself, I highly recommend doing something, you know, like what I've done because it's it's just amazing. And I owe a lot of my confidence and empathy and ability to understand and like wanting to understand and patience and so many things. I'm not perfect. And there's definitely things that I need to work on in those areas I can still improve. But to this point, LA has made me so much of a better person, honestly. So highly recommend it for anyone who's like me. I'm sure New York is a very different city, but it's similar in some sense like that. And yeah, I just really appreciate it. And I know this episode really has been kind of just me, 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 me talking about my experience, but I wanted to dive more into why I'm moving my, you know, thoughts on moving my thoughts on Los Angeles and, um, you know, just like whole, you know, bit on independence and things like that, because I'm sharing my experience so that many of you who not only have asked me these specific questions, but also might, who might be jumping into an experience like any of the ones I've just described. So you feel like you're not alone. Right. And I think that my experience is not unique. There's so many people that will be able to resonate with all of these things. And y'all are already in my DMS talking about it, which makes me so happy. So uh, I wanted to put out a whole episode on this because I just want to get really clear. You know what I mean? And kind of elaborate on anything that I mentioned in the YouTube video. So I'm going to do a YouTube video and, you know, let y'all know where we're moving for the off season and about, let's see, it's not going to be this Sunday, but it'll be next Sunday that that's going to go up. And we'll talk a little bit more about that and why we've made that decision, why I made that decision. (laughs) And I'm excited to share that with you guys and just bring you along for this adventure, because this is such a big part of anyone's life and a big decision. And it's cool that like, it's part of my job to kind of not only go through these life experiences, but share them with people who also will go through these very similar experiences. So, um, I'm really appreciative to you guys for listening again. Anyone who has DM me to tell me nice things about the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry if I can't get back to everybody. My DMS are sometimes very crazy. And I think once like when I put out good content that I'm really proud of that I like and content that relates to people, it's wonderful. And I feel so good. And I know what's good because I know I see an increase in, um, people reaching out to me and, for that reason, I just can't get back to every single person, but I'm seeing the DMs and I really, really appreciate you guys reaching out, like coming to find me on Instagram and like sending me a nice message. That's just like so kind. 
and so pure. I love it so much. Make sure you guys are rating and reviewing the podcast because that helps the podcast so much. And I actually have so many updates for just the life of the podcast to come because I've had some exciting meetings lately. And as y'all know, I've been doing pretty much everything by myself. When I say pretty much, I mean literally everything by myself and just kind of asking my friends to come on as guests, as favors to me. And they've all been really nice to do that too. So I think there's going to be a lot of growth with the podcast and I would love to make it a, a really center part of my job moving forward. Cause I fucking love this community that we're building. And, um, I really appreciate you guys so much. And this is just a really nice medium. I mean, I'm literally sitting on my couch talking to a microphone, like drinking a coffee. So there are worse ways to, to make a, uh, a living. You know what I mean? So thank you guys so much for allowing me to do this. Thank you guys so much for listening. Come find me on Instagram at Peyton Sarton. Come find the podcast on Instagram. It's linked in my bio on my regular Instagram. You can find the podcast and myself on TikTok. You can just search it in the search bar. And that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to my rather long monologue. <laughs> Y'all are the best. And I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>